Hey, bitches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this, this is Jabber. Hey, Dominic. Guess what we're doing at JonoFloater.com? Oh, I don't know. It sounds interesting. Is it like the Jono version of OnlyFans? No, that's kind of an amazing idea. Hmm, we might get on that. <laughs> but I'm announcing on my website, we are restocked for The Study of Dominic Albano by yours truly at the Jono shop at jonophoto.com. Right. Yes, that is so exciting. Um, we worked so hard on this. And for some of you who don't know, we released this book that we worked on together. It took us over six months to, to shoot and uh, put together. And we released it in May, but it was just a terrible time with COVID and people losing their jobs. And then the Black Lives Matter March really kind of took priority. We're re-releasing it for the holiday season. It's over 50 pages with so many different images, different setups, different situations that we we shot um, at the beach, in the studio, uh, a bunch of great things. It, it, was, uh, it was a great process making this. That's right. Are we going to be signing those too? Absolutely. Currently, we'll be signing them and they come with two limited edition prints while supplies last. Awesome. So I know you mentioned uh, we would possibly have a Dominic t-shirt uh, like Eric, who is our last guest uh, for the politics episode. Um, am I going to have a t-shirt? Yes, I have licensed a few from the study of Dominic Albano and a few fan favorites with Society6. They have amazing, super crisp image quality. And Dominic, you're going to be on a t-shirt and hoodie jacket. Amazing! <laughs> I love it. This is great. I'm so excited. Thank you so much um, for, for allowing this to happen and make this possible. Where do the fans get them? Where do people get these? Everything is going to be linked through my website at johnophoto.com. That's J-O-N-O-P-H-O-T-O dot com. And currently, Society6 has a sale right now for 40% off. Um, can it be any more better? To get this before Christmas, December 25th, all cutoff dates are December 7th at 12 Pacific Standard Time. So get your orders in now. Oh, I love that. It would make the perfect gift. <laughs> it totally would. As a special gift to our listeners, use promo code JABBER, J-A-B-B-R, for 15% off your order at the Jono Shop. I'm telling you, it makes a perfect gift for, you know, yourself, your neighbor, you know, that one uncle. You know what I'm, you know, you know what I'm talking about. For your mother, your brother, who's kind of in the closet, your ex-boyfriend, maybe your current boyfriend. You never know. You never know. It's very exciting. I cannot wait. Don't forget, I'm having a big sale on my OnlyFans. We've got so much going on with Jabber and then the book. I'm so glad we've got another thing coming up. Uh, we are doing a fitness project together. So that'll be later on. But yeah, we've got a lot of great things coming up. Well, don't get too excited. Ready to talk to Joseph Jasso about censorship? I am so ready. Let's begin the show. All right, welcome to today's episode. We're talking about censorship, and we have a very special guest in the studio with us, Joseph Jasso. Ah, my nipples are hard. <laughs> oh my God, I love Joseph's style. He's uniquely conceptual and glamorous. I just absolutely love his style. It's so good. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah so today, as you know, uh, we're talking about censorship and how it's affected us um, and our platforms, social media, everything. Thanks so, for coming. So we know each other, like, you know, like from the past, you know, like, so yeah. like, how did we meet? I don't know exactly how we met, but I know Scruff. we've seen each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh, never been on that. No? I'm not scruffy enough. I'm sorry. Maybe it was Fasting <laughs> Alley. No. <laughs> Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I know probably through social media. Yeah. I think uh, you and I started following each other years ago, and then, you know, like all photographers, I feel like there's various events that we all kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. It's tribal, you know? Yeah. So uh, I know I pretty much see you every time at DragCon. Yes. And I see your booth and I My see God. all the amazing things that you do there. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, of course. I miss DragCon so much. And it's just like... It's my tribe. It's like a happy place. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you go there, and it's just like you're 
surrounded by so many beautiful people, glitter everywhere. We were supposed to go there for the for the launch of the book. Yeah, but unfortunately, it got canceled. Yeah, so. Corona. Yeah, <laughs> damn bitch. So, I personally know your style, but like, let's hear you talk about your style a little bit. Uh, my photography. Um, I would say, first and foremost, I am a worshiper of people. I'm more fascinated by people than anything else in the world. More than nature, more than architecture, more than anything. And what fascinates me about people mostly is how people choose to navigate through the world. You know, like their style, the way they dress, the way they pre present themselves. And I really just like to capture that. Um, most of the people that I work with tend to have a little bit of that eccentric style to them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that. And, uh, Eccentricity. Yeah, thank you. And um, Vocabulary. I know. Thank you. And this is like my phone. And um, I like to capture that. And, and usually I build concepts based around that and those people. The majority of the people I photograph... Um, the images are tailored for them. So mm -hmm. I try to make something that feels special and timeless mm -hmm. and really kind of suits them. Yeah. You have shot some of my favorite people. Oh, right? really? And Not you. <laughs> no, uh, no, but how like... Did I, how did I see that coming? Yeah, and, and it's like when I see that and I see that in our feed, I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm dying. I just like seeing how you captured their embodiment their persona. Who are you talking about? Uh, okay, well, <laughs> there's my idol who is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Oh my god, mine too. And and you, when I saw that, I was I was just like, oh my god! Like when you, like it was for a sunglasses. You don't even see her eyes, but like it was just like you you got her persona out of it. You got the body. You got the the elements that she you know has like in her character and yeah. it's just like it's so it was it was gorgeous you, thank you you photograph so many different people with like this vibrant persona and it's gorgeous you know i think when it came some like when it comes to elvira mm -hmm. uh i really was just capturing her being mm -hmm. herself yeah. uh the great thing about her was you know she was 100 percent elvira like she came yeah to set as Cassandra Peterson, mm -hmm. and it was really fantastic because she let my team work on her yeah. doing the makeup. She had her own hair yeah. guy, uh, but the second she went into the, to get dressed and she came out as Elvira, mm -hmm. she was in character, and she stayed in character yeah. the whole photo shoot. So Cassandra was gone, and it's that's what we were capturing, is we really were just capturing her being herself and having fun. Mm -hmm. I think, I really don't take like a million photographs um, any of my photo shoots because mm -hmm. I don't want to go through thousands of photos. Yeah. But I think that shoot in particular, I did maybe about three times the amount of photographs I mm -hmm. ever normally shoot because I knew that was never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And she was amazing. Yeah. That was my dream. And yeah. I've met her multiple times as Cassandra. Yeah. And it's like, hey, mom, you know, it's just like her person personality that she has as Cassandra. Yeah. It's just who she is. When I've met her multiple times as Elvira, it's like I'm a five-year-old kid that can't stand up straight. Yeah. yeah, that's how all of us were. And you know what's really funny is, you know, she has a lot of things to look at. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of work to look at, you yeah. know what I mean? And it was really funny because literally every single photograph I took of her, not everything was in focus. Just like your eyes, like... Mm -hmm. Sometimes her face was in focus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes only her boobs were in focus. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes her hair was in focus, yeah. but not all three at once, ever. Yeah. <laughs> There's always like one thing in There's focus. There's just too much. And usually it was her boobs. <laughs> usually it was her boobs. <laughs> oh. Well, you shot me this week. Um, but what you said, you said you capture the Back subject. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you did. You shot me on Thursday. Um, we did. And... You just said that you capture the person's persona, but I actually felt like I became a persona Yeah. for that. Yeah, well, I think yours was a little bit different because yeah. I treated you as like a model shoot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know you as like well as I yeah. know some of the other people I've worked with. Um, so I, I thought it was great because I used it as an opportunity to kind of create a narrative where it was starring you, but it wasn't necessarily 100% about your personality as it was like a, more of the concept for the, which is great for me because sometimes yeah. 
when I work with certain people, there's also publicists and there's also people that kind of have to pull back on the concept. You even so, said, so you're like, your is I got to go 100,000% all the way in, which was fun. You said that too on the day. You said, um, I love that I can do anything. Yeah. And I was like, really? Anything? Uh, but I mean, I only have like two things that I'm like, no hard on and nothing going up my butt. And I'll do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else, it's fine. But for our audience and Jono, um, let's just talk about the shoot quickly. So, okay, so from the shoot, uh, what were some of the elements that you that you brought into it? Um, you know, for this, because there was n it was really just us creating for ourselves, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do this like, really great black and white editorial, which, to be honest with you, uh, I always get hired for color work, but my black and white photographs are my absolute favorites. Okay. And usually it's because I got to shoot them for myself, and there's always like a fetish element to them, which I Ooh. really love to explore in my work. So for this, it was very like fetish-based. It was a continuation of a shoot I did years ago called Water Hosed, mm -hmm. where there was kind of like a dominant figure. In that series, it was a female spraying a guy uh, as a nude. And it was all kind of based around this like water and spraying and I guess I guess technically it'd be called waterboarding. Mm -hmm. um, but I just wanted to do something that was really like beautiful and fetishy and nude and just like fun. And with with him, um, I got to kind of continue that series with with for one two men. And also, I just wanted to have those other images I really have been wanting and dying to get that we got to get with you. So it was Do great. you feel like you got them? Oh, for sure. Oh, sweet. What, yeah. Why weren't you able to get them in the first, that first shoot? That this, is, this was the continuation of that. Um, honestly, and yeah. I think it kind of ties into what we're leading up to, it's, it's uh, pushing the limits. Right? I think the, yeah. the limitations of what the models then were willing to do as opposed to what you were willing to do was even wider with you. Yeah, Dominic. Like I said, no boner and nothing up my ass yeah, and, and everything else is yeah, a and Yeah, I'm, and I think uh, the, what I most enjoyed about shooting you was that you let us take it there. And because you trusted us to do it, it didn't come off in like an inappropriate way or come off like excessive. I like have to say that I loved the outfits. It was like 70s like leather daddy type or something. Yeah, know. well everything oh. that you wore was Versace. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so I wanted to tie that element back into it as well because the clothing was all kind of like Versace fetish stuff like safety pins and like leather and you know, I wanted to have a style element. I work a lot in fashion, yeah. so to me, the style element is really important because it, it does build a fantasy and a narrative. There was this one setup where I was laying at the very end when I was laying on the marble by the pool, and Justin had his shoe on me. He was, like, stepping on me yeah. with one foot, and he was, like, hosing me down with the other. Um, was that your favorite one? My favorite was when I was, you had me on my knees in the grass. Okay. And, uh, you love to be on your knees. <laughs> Justin was like spraying the hose in my mouth. Yeah. And it was just like so strong that it was like gargling out. Yeah. And it was kind of like. It was very aggressive. It was aggressive. Yeah. It felt like, you know, ejaculation or something or, you know. Is that what it felt like to you? It felt like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, leading in, you know, with that said. Wait, wait, wait hang on. Did, did, yeah. did you like that feeling of like you being able to capture that moment? Even though it wasn't, it wasn't intentionally sexual, you're capturing that moment of that embodiment of that subject. I feel like it was intentionally sexual. Intentionally, intentionally I sexual. I think it's... It felt it's, like that for me. Uh, what would the word be? I think it's, it's more suggestive. It's highly suggestive, mm -hmm. you know? But I think the elements that are actually in the shot are very, like literal you know this is a water hose this is water you know right but there's you know symbol there's symbols there sure. and everything but you said um it can be interpreted very anyways my question is do you like the gargle <laughs> <laughs> no but it was very technical in the moment because i had like water going up through my nose and, and then i was like yeah was, you were really brave because i don't think even i would do that and he had me like <laughs> leaning over this thing and then he was spraying me and like it was just all crazy. Yeah. But because of the, I mean, I was fully clothed. I had these leather pa latex pants and yeah. white shirt. And even though I'm wearing clothes, 
they're very suggestive. They could be interpreted in many ways, like you said. Yeah. Um, for me, like I said, in the moment, it felt sexual. But do you think social media will, how do you feel social media? these photographs? Yeah, how do you feel that it will be perceived? That's a good question because you don't really know where the line is crossed with social media, especially yeah. like Instagram. You know, sometimes there's images that are very exposed there's a lot of nudity that get the thumbs up and live on forever on instagram and then there's some that are just highly suggestive that get taken down right away i've had i've it's always a gamble when it comes to anything that has uh sexual connotations added to it or suggestive and you never really know it's kind of annoying right i mean instagram <laughs> sometimes censors them off like automatically but then sometimes you get the soccer moms that are actually reporting the photo sure so which we've all experienced i'm sure yeah i mean yeah. this might offend someone like that yeah um but i liked what you said you said art should intrigue or offend and i mean i'm sure we're, we're gonna have both people yeah i mean i more not so much necessarily offend but i de definitely think the purpose of art is to challenge um, you know, it's to challenge your notion of what's acceptable, challenge your notion of ideas that you think. Um, also, on the other side of that coin, it's to inspire, it's to make, uh, make someone tra transform into somewhere else, go somewhere else and leave like an escape. So I think that's the point of art in general is to challenge your, your ideas of what you think is acceptable and from that that pushes the the boundaries of what's acceptable next mm -hmm. um further you know and then also to inspire i agree because instagram has all these regulations do you feel you have to change your art your process how you create to accommodate social media uh yes and no i think for the most part i create because i want to and yeah I don't think about being censored, but when it comes to posting, mm -hmm. of course, I think that there's uh, there's there's something I have to think about before I post, and and in regards to how is this going to be received. Um, also, I do that to myself a lot. I, I I work in the art world, and I also am a businessman, so I have to think about in regards to my business and sometimes even my clients. Like, is this going to upset my clientele you know and but i for the most part i'm punk so i saw I, one I of your anyways. photos was uh it had like a like a star or something over it you blurred it out yeah but for me so many people were like well why don't you do that and i was like i feel like it ruins the picture um and we talked about this on thursday sure. and you said that you don't feel that it does that um not at all i mean i feel like it's an acceptable way to post something that would probably most likely get taken down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also it's it builds this kind of intrigue mm -hmm. um if there's a, a a sensor bar or like a star or like a circle or something that's blocking something mm -hmm. um i think the photo you're referring to is a full nude i did a francois yes Sagat, that's right? the one yeah i mean and, and with that on the post, I said to see the full entire image, go to my website. And when when I posted that, you know, all the traffic went to my website oh, yeah, that day. Good. So it, it's just redirecting the, the traffic, I guess, to something more specific. Yeah. yeah. But it also, it creates an air of mystery. Like, people want to know what's there. I mean, for me, I, I'll get, like, the full image. And sure. I might write in the caption, go to my OnlyFans for the full image. But sure. knowing that someone who I admire and took this beautiful image and it's like you know, the full thing, and it's a beautiful image, and then sure. I have to crop it. Yeah. For, you know, and I'm like, I just want the world to see what was actually created. And just it's, It is annoying, it but is. at the end of the day, you have to think about, you know, I don't own Instagram. Right. Right? So this is this is a platform that I signed up for that right. isn't belong to me, really. Your Instagram page, your Instagram page, and my Instagram page truly don't belong to me. You know, I signed up on someone's platform to put That's my true. stuff there. So technically... I don't know if they own it, but, you know, it's not 100% mine. What about you? Do you, like, do you blur out parts or, or do you post things that are not needing to be blurred out? Um, I kind of don't give a fuck when I post, but I've already been Good. shadow banned. Already. Really? So I don't get traffic on my page anymore. 
So yeah, I, I don't I never see you pop up. Yeah, well, like not only that, I stopped posting for like a month, but <laughs> but um, I I kind of don't care because it's like it's my page and I post whatever I want. Sure, I have more than one platform, and other platforms they don't care yeah. what I post, and so I get like that opportunity where no matter what, it's still going to be pushed out there. Sure, I have my website, I have my books that I I promote, you know, and I have other avenues where I share my work. So regardless, it's not one thing that's going to hold me back from you know displaying my you know like whatever i want to get out there that's so liberating though isn't it yeah because it's like you don't give it all your power yeah exactly yeah and take control and and i've gotten like so much um backlash like how come you're not posting every day and i'm like i don't have time to post every day i'm like you're lucky if i get time to post like every so often it's like like i got i have actual work to work on you know like to 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 do a post you know it takes time you got to sit there you got to type it out you got to find hashtags that go along with it and it's it's that's enough work as it is why do you have to work to just to get some type of exposure from it when you have all these other avenues where you can try to do it you shouldn't let this platform rule your life rule your life Yeah, yeah i agree with that i think it's just a useful tool it is but useful. It, but it isn't like the only... Because if Instagram shut down mm-hmm. today and that was your only... Honestly, I have to say, Instagram has been, to this day, about large percent of my revenue. Yeah. So I have to give that to it, that it is a good platform. I agree. It's, it, it really has changed mm-hmm. um, a lot of the way that work comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I often struggle with, should I get back with an agency or or should I pursue that more when I don't really think it's a good idea anymore. I think the idea of, of agencies sometimes are a little antiquated because social media cuts out that middle person. Do you feel like you lost yourself when you were with an agent? Because they're trying no, to promote I just think, I just think that like I find that I was a lot more, like I still got the work the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking about Instagram, but Facebook is a whole other thing. I mean, I just post the link to my OnlyFans, no picture, nothing. Just say, hey, guys, I'm having a special on my OnlyFans. That gets taken down. And that's something new because they started going back and putting me in that 30-day suspension where I can't post anything um, from posts that were posted last year referencing my OnlyFans. So I feel like even though Facebook and Instagram are now owned by the same people, Facebook is definitely more strict. And I'm like, if if my Facebook gets suspended, is that going to impact my Instagram? And, you know, it's like the rules are constantly changing and yeah. updating. So. Yeah. How do you like OnlyFans? I mean, it's for how I pay my bills right now. So, yeah? Yeah. That's amazing. But on a, the online platform, I don't feel like it's changed at all, honestly. Really? Because I, I keep getting taken down. Oh, okay. Oh, because of censorship. Because of the links. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on Instagram... I'm afraid to put a story and then where it says you can link a website to the story and people swipe up. I'm afraid to put my link in there because if Facebook is taking down the link and banning me, is Instagram going to do the same? Yeah. So there's like this sense of fear, I feel like, for me. You know? It's a gamble. Yeah. We're going to take a little nap right now and we're going to come back and have some closing thoughts. I said certified free. Seven days a week, wet ass pussy, make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I wanna ride. I do a giggle, what is inside? That was Wham by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. What do you guys think? I mean, this goes to the whole censorship. The song got censored. I don't know if you heard that version. Yeah. Womp ass gushy. (laughs) (laughs) Wet, no, wet ass gushy. Wet wet and gushy. Yeah, wet and gushy. (laughs) I don't like the censored one, but now they, they even censor songs. You know, edit it to fit the radio or whatever. I don't know. Do words... Like, if you do a video, does Instagram take it down because of the words? Yeah. Is that? Sure, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I, you know, like, I don't know if What's you guys... What's the offensive word here? Pussy? Yeah. 
wet ass pussy. Yeah. yeah. Well, like to be honest, when I went on, you know, when I go on my social media, when I like just talk to people on my stories, hey bitches, that's been taken down several times what? before. Like me saying hey bitches, that's been taken off before. Because they, they even said it, it, um, this post, th- this. Um, it was against community guidelines. Yeah, it has, it has offended. The 2000s I think, called and I they wanted their saying back. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast isn't even going to get on because we're talking shit. No, the podcast is it's fine. <laughs> kidding. But I'm just saying, like, that's, they're going to do things like that. Yeah. Wet ass pussy. Yeah. This kind of goes into our next segment, which is how it's been affecting us personally. Me personally, I've been experiencing, after working in this industry for a few years, being shut down pretty much for being sexual in my suggestive content. Mm-hmm. And our, in a previous episode, talk about how uh, a major digital network denied my a digital platform for my books because of their, um, their regulations. And I don't even follow along with any type of hardcore um, type of content or anything. All the work that I do is tasteful. Still get discredited for the type of work that I shoot. What do you feel about that? Have you been affected by that? Um, censorship? Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I know, I think that it gets really annoying when a lot of photo goes, photographs get taken down mm-hmm. because of the images in themselves. Mm-hmm. But I kind of fall in between a line of where my work that is sexual in nature is more on the uh, fetishy side. Mm-hmm. So it's more of the imagination that it kind of sparks. Yeah. I don't really go all the way with nudity. And usually when I do, um, there's some type of like humor <laughs> involved. Yeah. It sounds really funny, but it really it yeah. really is. Like uh, I rarely shoot like full nudes. Um, mm-hmm. I think the last one I did was with Francois Sagat. And it was a fashion story. And we put him in these really girly robes. Mm-hmm. And there was like Gone with the Wind, these huge robes. They were completely open, and it was nudes of him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the elements that create the image kind of dictate how the content is received, mm-hmm. you know? Because I still think it's considered it, it, artful. It is considered art because, like, I know you don't have that mindset of it being like, oh, I'm going to shoot nudes and it's going to be like, you know, like something. Yeah. You know, I'm going to call it art. You don't have that mentality. There's people who have that mentality, but... There's other people who just see a bunch of skin. It still it still falls into the same line though, because I mean, still those images can be taken down yeah. from, social, from any social media. Platform. You know what? I, I and and even the last pictures I did of Francois, I had to crop because they were f- full frontal imagery, mm-hmm. and I had to crop them in order to post them. And even with him, he's like, I can't really post these because without them being cropped or blurred or. Yeah. Okay, so do you take it personally when you get censored? Um, or have to blur things out or crop things? Like, I think it's annoying. I, I, I personally understand it, mm. but, but I don't like it. I, uh, I, take I think you probably get more offended yeah. because they're actual images of you. They're photos taken by me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. It's not... I don't get as offended because I have more coming. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I, but it, does, it is annoying because yeah. there's so many things that are much more offensive than the, the human body. Like, I don't think there's a single body part that we have that is offensive because this is how we all are. We all created with this, these bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nudity shouldn't be something that I feel is should be really censored or is considered vulgar. Um, you know, we're bombarded with violence on television yes. all the time. We're bombarded with all these hateful things that are on the news every single day that are we are desensitized to. But, you know, the nude body is, is the most censored thing. I don't know if it's a American thing. I think it you is, know, actually. But it just seems so absurd that the body is considered more offensive than all the violence that is everywhere do you know oh derek i know of her, yeah. she's the actress from the 70s and she was basically got put <clears throat> into that box where she was always naked in movies like every movie literally uh, like your now. photo shoots yeah 
So she hey, said parallel. This, she said um, something. <laughs> she said something like someone asked her when she was like forty. Okay. And they said, you know, do you feel like do you have any regrets about doing all this nudity? Like it puts you into a box. And she goes, no. There's violence on TV, and there's there's people going into the clubs and grinding on each other and sure. all this stuff. She's like, I think that's vulgar. I don't think nudity's vulgar. Yeah. And so I kind of have the same mentality that you're not going to see me on the dance floor bumping and grinding because I'm, you know, that's not really what I do. But um, <laughs> I, I would take my clothes off in a minute where somebody might say, oh, I would never take my clothes off, but I'll go out on the dance floor and, you know, do all that. What I think is really cool in someone that's in your position yeah. is the fact that you have all these like snapshots of times in your life where you looked like this at this time. You know what I mean? Like, how long have you been modeling for? Like uh, six years. Yeah. So you have. Like, That's one third of you, his life. You, <laughs> you have like documentation of the past six years of your life in some way, shape, or form of how you looked then and there. You know what I mean? Hairstyles, everything. Yeah. Everything. Like yeah. this is how you your body transformed, or this is how you looked when you were younger or, or all that stuff. I, I well, think that's how I keep track of like, oh, this, that's when I went to Miami in 2017 and this is when I... But know. isn't that cool? I yeah. mean, because I, I don't know about you, Jono, but like, I rarely get my photo taken. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really not on the other end of the camera. I'm actually working on that more because mm-hmm. um, I'm so used to being behind the camera. And I'm the one who, I'm sure you know as well, who's always asked to take everyone's pictures out, right? So, like, yeah. I'm never in the photo. I'm always the yeah. one taking the photo, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, like, I would say maybe 10 photographs that I circulate mm-hmm. of myself on Instagram because those are the only photos I have. Yeah. I actually include myself into my personal That's work. That's great. So I do a lot of my own, like, almost all my self-portrait, like all like the pictures that you see on me online, yeah. those are all shot by me. Cool. When I do interviews and stuff like that, they're all my photos. Very cool. So there's even photos that I post out there that, that they don't even know it's me. Yeah. So that's just like me engaging with my art and just creating that's this awesome. like persona in this this person that nobody even knows about. And and it's it's just me, you know, adding that extra layer of what I do as as far as art. Yeah. That's awesome. So hey, I, I don't do that at all. I wanted to I, I love it. You mention. Yeah. Oh, I'm working on it. Yeah. When we met, we met before we shot on Thursday, like a week prior, like basically a casting in a, some sort of way. Sure. And uh, so we met and um, we talked about what we wanted to do, what we're comfortable with, all this stuff, and censorship. So we did talk about that a little bit. Um, but we were talking about uh, Robert Maplethorpe's um, The Perfect Moment yeah. exhibit. And how that got censored. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought about it and I looked it up afterwards and I kind of, I didn't feel as bad about my stuff getting taken down. But then I'm also kind of like... Oh, because that's like the Supreme Court. And all yeah, it's stuff. like yeah. he's got, like I'm looking at the picture right now. He's got, he's leaning over wearing all leather and then you can see his butt. And he's, he's like either sticking a, um, a whip it's up a whip, his yeah. butt or pulling it out. And It's a really famous image. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that's when... It got banned or censored. Um, the museums pulled it out or something for yeah. a while. Um, so when I see some of my stuff and it's not that extreme, I feel like, okay, why is this being censored? Um, or then, like, even the Michelangelo was, you know, his penis was covered with a, a leaf at some point. Yeah. So censorship goes way back and mm-hmm. you can't take it personally because even Michelangelo well that's weird you know? too where it's like even like the statue of David it's like why is this considered acceptable did I say the statue of Michelangelo yeah you did oh I did yeah it's David by yeah the way. I know what you meant okay but um why is this considered <laughs> acceptable for a lot of people it's like just fine you know what I mean a lot of those like group sculptures yeah people just look at it and it's fine but like when it's an actual human, it's it's but what about considered the, taboo. But what about the photography that looks like a sculpture? Yeah, that's the thing. Like like how how is this like? Because I've been flagged on Instagram so many times where I get a like like a notification on there and it goes like, oh, this is acceptable, and it's just it's literally the picture of the statue of David. Yeah, and it's like, but I model my boys after you know like those sculptures and that art form. Yeah, and how is it like that I'm being just and like it just doesn't make any sense, and it it's just it's it doesn't it just doesn't. But this doesn't is the exact up. rule, like in their 
in their website. It says, we don't allow nudity on Instagram. This includes photos, videos, and some digitally created content that shows sexual intercourse, genitals, and close-up of fully nude buttocks. It also includes some photos, female nipples, but post-mastectomy scarring of, and women actively breastfeeding are allowed. And then it goes into saying that pictures of a picture, if you're in a museum and it's a nude, that's acceptable but not an actual photo. So what we need to do now for our posts is we need to picture, take a picture, put it on the wall, frame it nice and pretty, take a photo of it, then we'll be able to... Okay, this is how, the new plan, guys. How exhausting. Huh? How exhausting. That's that's the new and meet normal now. <laughs> have you... Okay, so I've experienced this one time where models have asked me to take down work that we created together, sure. where, you know, it's it's... The, the work wasn't even really suggestive. It, it was with a, um, an underwear company that I worked with very closely. And the, the work was on a, on a website that was like an all-male website. And the work, you know, was just him and his underwear just, uh, you know, on the wall. Just like, you know, like it was basically promoting the underwear. And it was all tastefully done. But the model asked me to take it down and I had, honestly, I had a model release yeah. so I could have just ignored it. <clears throat> the when, number one rule of everything. Oh yeah. And, and everyone signs one. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> doesn't matter. Don't give a fuck who you Period. are. <laughs> and the agent. Always. <laughs> I know. I can't stress it enough. Yes. I signed one with you. Of course. I, you know, I didn't even read it. I just like, okay. I own you. I own everything. Uh, you own me. <laughs> yeah. um, and and it, what sucked was you know, like, I had to pay attention to him because the agency where this model came from said, like, you know, it's, this person's really causing a fuss, so we need to, we need to take those down. Yeah. And so I was forced to take those <clears throat> down and, you know, was, like, expected to just, like, be cool with it. And he asks me out for coffee to chat, like, later that week. And it's like, have you ever experienced anything like that? I've experienced a couple people who... Um, asked me to take photos down because of uh, something to do with the relationship. You know, um, I've had a, a guy whose boyfriend didn't like the photos I took of him. They were beautiful, too. Mm -hmm. But they were nudes, you mm -hmm. know, and he just didn't want those out on the Internet. Mm -hmm. um, I did take them down because, to me, those images weren't, like, the meat of my work, so mm -hmm. I wasn't so heavily attached to it. Um, but if it was, like, something I would say is, like, the most important photograph I've ever taken, I mean... I don't think I would, honestly. It's because yeah. it's my work. Um, you agreed. To yeah, but do have this. you ever have you ever had a model come and say, like ahead of time when you're emailing or whatever, and you say, "This is what we're going to do. Here's the mood board. We're going to do some create, you know, artistic nudes." And then they get they say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good," you know. Yeah. Then they get there and they say, "Oh no, I, I don't want to do nudes, but we can do you know headshots." <laughs> Wasn't that like our photo shoot? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, n not necessarily. I think the most important thing, as you know as well, is communication. Yeah. Communication is sexy. Um, everything is discussed beforehand. Mm -hmm. There's no surprises. Um, when people get surprised, it's very off-putting. Mm -hmm. When you go into a situation where suddenly you're asking to shoot nudes, that's very awkward. And also, it's just like... I don't know. It just creates a weird tension. People expect nudes, almost, because they're like, so we're doing nudes, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. To be honest, Dominic, when you look at your track record, what do you think? What, uh, honestly. No, really, I know. When, when, some, when, somebody, when somebody, no, honestly, take a second to think about it. When you have your work already out there in the world and somebody approaches you, they just kind of I'm assume. I'm not offended. No, absolutely. Yeah. But I do have, I will say that there are people who come to me and say, I Googled your name, ass, 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 dick, dick, dick. I don't want to do that. I want to be the one who puts you in clothes. I want to put you in a suit today. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, you get the people who want to stick with what I'm good at, and then you get the people that want to kind of, you know, do something new and exciting. What was it like wearing clothes? <laughs> what? I mean, you wore clothes on my shoots. I did. Actually, we didn't really shoot any nudes. No. No. So there you go. Oh. You're moving on up. <laughs> so um we're gonna go into the next segment it's affecting our social media platforms and so i mentioned how i basically am shadow banned on instagram and have you experienced anything different on your page for the type of work that you post um 
I never. I don't think I've been shadow banned. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I post pretty regularly. When, when you shadow ban, it's it's you don't accumulate more than what you're what you're getting. So like you're. I, I'm. I've been at the same follower level like for I don't know how many years already. Okay. Like the same likes, the same comments, the same amount of traffic is consistent. That means you're shadow banned. Really. So like when you have like <clears throat> consistency in your in your, it's not like oh one like. Like you see, like like the Happy Mountains. Like when yeah. you see, like like ooh, this person got a whole bunch of likes. Oh, this person, they they you know big um, profile, you know like tagged you or something. You're not gonna get seen on there. You probably the tag won't even <laughs> pop up on. Yeah, maybe I am shadow banned. Then. <laughs> you know, I I've been it. Because I I honestly I don't even rely on social media to like get me more followers like other mm-hmm. people's. Because mm-hmm. I do photograph some pretty high profile people that have millions of followers mm-hmm. and. I'm very, very clear you, with everyone I work with. I make sure to tell them, like, you have to credit and tag yeah. and make sure my name is clear and everyone on the team is tagged. That's in my release. I don't want, like, a tiny little tag, on, like, on the picture. Like, you need to put it in the post. Like, this is whole conversation I have because it's annoying, especially personalities. Yeah. They think a lot of the times that they're the source of all of it. Yeah. And really, it's an entire team. You know what I mean? Not everybody. I do have to say, you, speaking of high profile, you shot Lisa Rinna. Um, She's the best. Yeah, and yeah. actually, I have to tell you, well, I had a dream about this, but I have to say first before that, I watched Housewives, the sh- Beverly Hills, yeah. but I never watched reality shows or anything like that. Um, but then I went out with this guy who was uh, on a reality show, and so I watched it. And then one of the people on that show was on Real Housewives, so then I kind of got suck, sucked in, and then I went uh, to watch that, and then I got sucked into that, and that's yeah. how I discovered Lisa. And uh, you were on the show. You were on doing makeup or something, right? No, I've, I've been on The Housewives twice. I saw you once. Yeah. Um, season 10. I don't know. The one with Lisa Renna. I, actually, it's funny how reality television works, because I think they... they Edited it in a way that made it look like I was giving her a makeover to go out like to it. an event. Yeah. When in fact we did a, a full makeover on her for a photo shoot of mine, uh-huh. where we gave her like full transformative looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept was uh, Lisa Rena total knockout, and we made her into this like sex bomb, like super hot cat suits. The blondes gave us clothes, like yeah. all these really amazing amazing like sexy images of her with lots of hair and lots so of makeup i had a and, dream and they turned it into like a uh like i was giving her a makeover to go out when in fact it was my photo shoot it was a shoot I was yeah like, it was a whole you do makeup they, too? they filmed they <laughs> they filmed the entire show shoot like all the looks everything it was really, really it only funny got, it, it was only her and like you were like doing something with her face or something yeah, I was telling her we're giving her a total makeover, yeah. which I think is really funny. Uh, but I like the way I sounded on it, so I wasn't mad about it at all. I like the way I sounded. Well, the other day, um, I had a dream where this was like before the shoot. So, you know, before a shoot, sometimes it's in my head, so yeah. I might have a dream about it. I had a dream that Lisa Rinna was in a full latex outfit, and she was dominating me for the shoot. <laughs> well, it didn't happen, obviously, but I... I think it would have been fun. Anyway, back to what you were saying. About um, how it's affecting our platforms. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very cautious about like when I when I post images that I know are like sexually charged. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually conscious of it. Um, most of the time, I still will post it anyways or crop it, which I hate to do. But I just use it towards my advantage. If it's something that I feel like I have to self-censor in order to keep it on social media, I just redirect it to like another thing. Like how you say you redirect to your OnlyFans, mm-hmm. I'll redirect to my website. Or sometimes if it's for a publication yeah. and it's like that. Like <laughs> I, I, I shot Francois Sagat for this magazine called Boner, <laughs> which, is, which is funny. I, know I only did it because of the name of the magazine. I just wanted to say... Hey, mom, I'm in Boner Magazine. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it print or digital? Uh, I think it's both. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't have a copy, but it just came out, like, in July. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, I had to crop the images, of course, because they were full frontal. 
but uh, I just redirected it to the magazine or to my website. So mm -hmm. I, if I had to at least censor it, at least I'd try to make it work for me mm -hmm. in some way, you know? Especially those images because there was like pieces left out of the photograph that I had to crop. So hopefully the post created some type of intrigue to lead people to where they needed to be to be seen. But you can only do so much. Yeah. And you know, like it, when you start self-censoring. I, I think it's just an understanding. Like if, if, if you stop thinking about the fact that even though it is your Instagram page, that you really don't own it. So yeah. like all the images yeah. you post don't really, like that whole page isn't really yours. They can shut you down. And it's like having rules in a house. You know what I mean? You have to follow them because it's their house. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because um, it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's my artwork, you know, and it's like... You, it's your passion. But yeah. hey, yeah, I have to say, though, Sharon Stone, who I, uh, you know, I love her, she did this thing for Vogue Portugal, I think, and she's laying in the pool, and she's naked, and her nipple is exposed, not blurred out. It's the cover of the magazine. I get it. She's high profile, and it's a high profile publication. But if we're going into her, their house... Like, shouldn't the rules apply to everybody? Yeah, but it, like you said, it was Portugal. So I think because it wasn't the United States of America, I think things like that are a lot more accepted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was on Instagram. Mm, I don't know. Celebrities get a little pass, I guess. Right. I mean... She has 100,000. She has over 100,000 followers. Sharon Stone's awesome. A million. I met her once at a dinner party. Yeah. And she was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And it was funny because she uh, she wears glasses, mm -hmm. but she was one of those people who only like put them on when she had to because it wasn't sexy. Oh. So she like put her glasses on and put them away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I loved it. Um, we have another segment coming up. It's, um, you're asking about it. It's biometric data. So on Yahoo, I found this um, this um, bio was a what? Biometric data. <laughs> <laughs> On Yahoo. All I hear is bleep, 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 And so I found this article on Yahoo that basically said Facebook slash Instagram could face $500 billion in fines for illegally collection of biometric data through Instagram. The lawsuit, which is because, basically what happens is that Instagram basically is reading all your DMs. Yeah. And they're collecting all your your data and all the things you search all, the things, scary. all, the, all thing, the things we say that people don't know yeah, about yeah well it, it's how it's, to bury a body mm, <laughs> uh, it, it's what it, i'm really into which yeah Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> let me see your phone now um so so when it comes down to it it's like what they're trying to do is they sell all this information and try to sell it to other companies to sell you new shit so, like, if you search, um, like, I even see it, like, on Facebook. Sense. Like, I was looking up, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a kitten pretty soon, and I'm looking up cat stuff, and on my Facebook, I see ads from Amazon. Oh, don't forget to get the, um, this thing for your cat. You know, like, it's like, how the fuck do you know this shit, yeah. you know? And it's stuff that I'm Googling. It's not even stuff that I'm, like, on Instagram or anything yeah. like that. So all that stuff is being collected. There's a lawsuit. To sell you shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's stupid. That you didn't know you wanted. I know. <laughs> but you need yeah <laughs> yeah um, there's this lawsuit that you know, it, 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 if, <clears throat> if it passes over five thousand dollars per Instagram account for people who have been affected for this could you imagine like how many people like have gotten their information compromised with it Wow one of my friends uh, I'm he I, he asked me not to say his name but he, he was sharing with me some stuff that we we're gonna work on together and his pictures didn't come through. And he goes, I keep sending you pictures. Like, he'd send me through texts. And he goes, like, are you not getting these? And I was like, no, I don't see this on my end. Yeah. And then he goes, like, are you serious? Are you connected? I was like, yeah, everything's, like, good over here. I'm, I'm talking to somebody else, too, and they're sending me shit. And it was, he was being censored because apparently he was um, sending some naughty pictures to somebody else. And I guess in the back end, Instagram, like, prevented him from sending any more images out there. Wow. So this thing is is invasion of privacy in a way too you know like you don't have a pla you don't have this platform where you're able to send a direct message but it's like you you made the example of their house their rules 
you know. Yeah, but I do think that when it comes to things that are considered private, like that should be left private. Yeah. Right? It's one thing when I post a photograph that everyone is going to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's subject to censorship. Yeah. But when I send a private message yeah. that's intended to be one to one, that's not okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got sent a text. <laughs> Even then, right? If you're saying all this stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's, do we really have our freedom? Do we really have like our, you know, like, because, you know, like, if we can't even send a text and sort of Google something on our own free will. I think the freedom is owning it, right? So if you, if you really like get exposed, uh-huh. it's like everyone's favorite word right now, right? Exposed. I, I guess. You've been exposed. Anyways, um, the, I think the only thing you can do is own it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't give it power. Say, yeah, I am. Yes, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? And then no one can say anything to you. Because it's nothing dangling over your head. I agree. Do you want to go into anything with that subject? Um, I mean, there was. I just thought of this. Um, who's the girl that just made the OnlyFans? You sent Bella it to me. Thorne. Bella Thorne. Yeah. yeah. She was in Paper Magazine doing this interview, and she said she feels... I mean, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but she basically said she feels more safer, more accepted... And somebody apparently leaked out her nudes, and she owned it, like yeah. you just said. And uh, she owned it. She went on OnlyFans, and she's just making a controversial situation into something she can profit from. Sure. So. Yeah, but I think there's like a backlash with her, and that there is. Yeah, Why? because it's it's because of her they've had to change. The rules of how people are getting paid on OnlyFans. Yeah, and and because of her, there's like a cap as to how much you can tip a person now. I mean, I don't know how OnlyFans works. I don't have it or anything like that. But I think because of her and her being so extremely successful so quickly because of who she is, um, that they've had to change the way that it works. Plus, they're not not happy with any way. Like, they want you to use this platform to make money, and then they're, you know cap you on something like that it's just now but it what, does take away i mean people people view it as taking away um from the people that need it mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what her status is or anything like that but like taking away from the people that depend on it for their livelihood i mean yeah. you're the one that probably speak on this i'm i mean i think it's great because i've been only fans shamed like i'll say hey i'm on only fans and they'll be like oh so now if we get some high profile people on there and they're saying Publicly, I'm on OnlyFans. Yeah, people are going to be okay with it. I but think on either side of the coin, you yeah, can, you, it's like you win or lose. How do you and feel I'm, going into like a shoot now? If if you know, like knowing that you know, like somebody is on this platform, do you feel like it could hurt you? No, I don't care about any of that stuff. I think I celebrate people that are are brave enough, have the confidence. I mean, those are all the the qualities that like you want to find in models, really. That people who are are willing to go there. I mean, I don't do a lot of hypersexual imagery, but when I do, like I love to work with models that aren't afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, a hundred percent went for it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what made the shots work. You know, if you were scared and apprehensive, that would have showed up in the film. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So like. But- I, I have a huge appreciation for that. Okay. And also, you know, you know, work, I'm sure you know as well, it's like a, it's, it's this really kind of great trust that you have between yourself and the other person that's trusting you in order to go there with them, mm-hmm. you know, and know that they're going to get something great out of it. Yeah. So Mike, this question kind of leads us into the next um, topic, which is the future of social media. You just said about OnlyFans and Bella Thorne and this controversy um, with the cap and everything. Do you think, just like even a year, a year and a half ago uh, with Instagram, you could post more? You could show your pubes, everything. Now it's you know getting more strict. Do you think OnlyFans, which was created because of all that, do you think OnlyFans is going to start getting restrictions now that it's becoming mainstream? Probably. I feel like the more money that's involved in anything, like the more conservative it becomes. Yeah. Because there's more pressure. And then they're going to have to create of, something else. I know that there's a lot of magazines and publications, I'm not going to name them, but like 
uh, they are sponsored by bigger brands. And because of that, the content that's in the magazines now has to be a lot more tame or a lot more censored or more, I don't think the word is family oriented because I think that's such a weird definition or I can't really explain that, but mm. it, it's not as like loud or I don't know. It just, it seems like they're not fully going for it because they can't anymore. Uh, what about you with the, the future of social media? Like, where do you think we're heading on all of these platforms? I feel like it's getting out of hand a little bit because it's like you're, you don't even get to be a real self anymore. And I feel, you know, we're overdue for a new platform that's going to basically take over. And it seems to happen every 10 years where we find something new comes along. Yeah. And it's not TikTok even... TikTok and all that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's something <clears throat> that's going to come around. You know, like, look what happened with Vine. Remember how that was like a big thing for like like a minute and then like the next big thing came around. So, my I don't know. See, I think like that's the nature of things that grow so big, mm -hmm. right? Like they're bound. Like, like, like MySpace. Yeah, yeah, they're bound to kind of like die or become overly censored, like Tumblr, for instance. Yeah. But I, I, I personally love social media. I mean, I think I wouldn't be able to have access the way that I have access um, before. Mm -hmm. Like before I had to figure out how to find a way to contact people in order to work with them. As we're now, I just look them up on Instagram and pretty yeah. much everyone's contact is on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like I literally have contacted so many people just cold, like, what do you call it? Cold, cold, uh, cold call mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, people and you'd be surprised who says yes. I mean, my whole entire career is kind of based off of just asking and seeing. Yeah. Surprised who says yes, especially living in California and Los Angeles. You know, we're all in the same space. And if your work is good enough, like, I think that people would be willing to give you an opportunity. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, Rose McGowan, for instance. I found her on Facebook and asked her to be part of uh, a campaign I was shooting. Mm -hmm. and she said yes. And from that photo shoot, it led to another photo shoot I had with her, which is now her book cover. And it's wow. published by HarperCollins. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And if I didn't just reach out and ask, yeah. that would have never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, um, accessibility, reaching out to uh, celebrities. And oh, yeah. So I think it's like like everything. There's like pros and cons. Like I mentioned earlier, like how like a huge portion of my income does come from social media. Yes. And me pu putting it out there and I receive that, you know, like inquiries and those people asking me, hey, I want this. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it, it just goes to show like how powerful it is, but at the same time, how limiting it is to you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just treat it like a business card, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like I, I use it as a way to show people my work and to um, send them to a, a reference. Um, but I don't rely on it 100% for it to be like my only way. Yeah. I would rather people look at my website because it's 100% uncensored and you can see the f images in their entirety. I mean, that alone is annoying because Instagram is a square, right? Mm -hmm. And photographs aren't really a square. Yeah. So you know, the fact that sometimes parts of the images are cropped and the best parts of the images are cropped or you can't get everything you want to be seen in that one post, like that alone is annoying. I think what's more annoying <laughs> is... That's more annoying than it being taken down. What's more annoying is when an art director tells you, let's, let's square it for Instagram. Ooh. And it's like, that's annoying because like, you know, when you still think about it, like you would square something for a record or yeah. something, you would you do that. But when it says, let's square it for Instagram... Yeah. Let's square it for public viewing. That That's the thing that... That's another thing. I mean, it has nothing to do with censorship, but also because, I mean, like I said, pros and cons. Because of social media, the value of a photograph has been reduced to this. I'm mm -hmm. scrolling my phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? As before, it was on the wall as work of art. Yeah. And now it's just become a post that gets scrolled away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I still rip out. I still get, you know, magazines rip them out tack them to the wall. How romantic. I do. Yeah. But, okay, so we... I don't even know when the last time I bought a magazine was. <laughs> I think it was maybe something I was in, but, like, I think that was the only reason. We're so quick to judge, um, but you even said that, you know, there are positive aspects about it, and I, I'm guilty of constantly seeing the negative stuff that I'm like, I wouldn't be able to showcase all of this without it. This, 
gave me a voice in a way. Yeah. But do you think that, I mean, in real life, I feel like as a society, we've come far about talking about sex and sexuality and just and more openness. And that's because of social media. But at the same time, social media, I feel, is becoming more conservative as a society. We're becoming more progressive, don't you think? Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's, it's this constant flux of pros and cons. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the issues that are currently um, hot topics and things that are really important are being discussed because of social media, because people have their phones, because things were videotaped, because right. access to this has become a, a worldwide language. You know, um, as yeah. were before, it was just what we were fed on the news or or reading. Now we all have have a way for us to share what's going on but I know. And, and creating a conversation having that yeah. said though it's also created a a hypersensitivity to where everybody is offended by everything right. and it's just you know in the 90s you know yeah. like half of the things that people said were offensive and then yeah and i mean even jokes are hard to even say anymore because they can yeah. offend somebody some of the yeah. police with the black lives matter movement and everything that was going on in May, it's still going on. It yeah. started in May, right? But mm, some videos were getting censored off. You know, some of them stayed on. But Facebook, I th think there was this big article how Facebook was taking down certain things. So there's Do you think that, that was because of an automated thing, though? Because mm -hmm. there's like no violence that's in their guidelines, you, no violent videos. But then you get videos that stay up of someone beating a dog. Yeah. But then something that's important that sheds light on something and brings awareness is getting yeah. taken down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, it's like there's so many pros and cons and uh, I'm grateful for social media for so many reasons, but also it's created also a, a uh, hyper, hyper offensive... Uh, Republican uh, versus Democrat. Who's ever in office in politics. Okay. Does, do you think politics relates to censorship? Oh, for sure. I think censorship is in inherently political. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it necessarily is partisan, mm -hmm. but I think it's more of like a American values type situation or maybe like Christian values or something like that. I don't know the root of all the censorship is, but I do think it's based in like protecting the family in some sort and less in understanding why this is here. I mean, everything is, is kind of a case-by-case -case thing, don't you think? Like... Like imagery, for instance, like some imagery is offensive, right? And then some isn't, but who's to deem is what? I think if you just leave it open for people to, and use that honestly as a teaching tool. If it's offensive to you, use that image as a reason to, to educate. But also too, I feel like the person who- Not get rid of it. Yeah. You know? I felt too, like the person who's in power now, like has given those people with the hateful voice a platform to stand on to. Oh, yeah, he's the most offensive person of all. <laughs> and, yeah, and the fact that, you know, like, we have these people that are out there saying that they are they don't like a certain person because of, you know, the color of their skin or, you know, the type of, you know, like, people who like the type of way they like to live or anything like that. Now we're getting those people coming out of the woodwork because they have a platform now to stand on, mm -hmm. you know, that does affect it because that shows that's what the world is turning into right now. It gives them that platform and it gives them that enablement to become those type of people. So right. I definitely feel like that could be an influence of it. I mean, during this presidency, I'm not going to talk about who we like, whose side we're on, but during this presidency is when that whole censorship started. So maybe there's a relation with that. I don't know. Um, but it started happening within the last two years, I feel like. Or maybe it's just because Instagram is getting older and more people are getting on there. I don't know. More families, younger people, more accessibility with phones and stuff. I think with success, I think naturally it becomes more conservative because yeah. there's more pressure to be a certain type of way now that you're successful. Well, now there's as opposed like commercials to like before, on there. It was whatever you wanted. There's ads on there. There was never ads on there before. Yeah, that's probably why. That's probably why. It's yeah. There. All right. Well, I think that wraps yeah. up the show for today. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, I, I'm constantly working. So if you ever want to see my work, go to my website. It's josephjasso.com. It's J-O-S-E-F-J-A-S-S-O.com. Nice. 
um, and on Instagram <laughs> till I'm banded. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's well, Joseph Jasso photo on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah. And hanging out with us. Alrighty. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you later. This has been Jabber Podcast, produced by Dominic Albano and John Madison. Sound by Jose Gala. Do you have a question or inquiry? Send us an email at jabberpod at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.